Hello, everybody, and welcome to the sixth episode of The Untamed Rant. I am John Crowley, the Wandering Alchemist, and as always, with me today is the ever-cursed Aaron Rowan. Thank you for that marvelous introduction. Hello, everyone. Uh, In today's episode, we're going to be talking about equipment. Yeah. (laughs) Which I am very excited for. Um, There's just so much to talk about. Yes, and to start off, I think it's good to mention that we are not talking about any magical items or things that you acquire as you're adventuring, because that could be a whole episode unto itself, which we just talked about. Yeah. Um, This is more the general equipment that you find within the standard, hey, you're a first-time adventurer, get your gear and go. (laughs) Not including weaponry and uh, armor, though. True. Before we get into it, we should probably mention that this is the first recording with a brand new microphone. Yes, there was a tragedy. (laughs) An evil ghost destroyed the old meteor mic we had last week by breaking the laws of physics. Mm, mm. Um, Let's say I tripped over the cord and it pulled out (laughs) of the microphone. And the part that the cord plugs into jettisoned into the microphone. How? Evil ghost magic. I mean, ghost or John Crowley. I mean, you take your pick, but it, something happened, and it was bad and tragic. <laughs> you probably won't get any actual play episodes with the new microphone until... A little while. <laughs> For a while. Yeah, yeah. a little while. Because <laughs> uh, we have un- been good on recording things. Yeah. Um, but the Untamed Rants you will get with the brand new Yeti. Uh, blue, blue Yeti. Yes. Blue is the brand, Yeti is the microphone, I believe, is how it goes. I don't know. This was the one suggested to me <laughs> by our audio friend. Um, Solid reference, though. <laughs> so hopefully it sounds good. Yeah. Can't imagine it sounds worse. Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I think it can only be better from here. <laughs> I think you think it's we're true. moving up. <laughs> it's true. Especially as long as that input box says Yeti and not the goddamn MacBook <laughs> microphone. <laughs> Anyway. These things happen. Real world world equipment aside. (laughs) We'll get back to the dungeon. Yes, yes. So, uh, one of the first things I think we both wanted to talk about was adventuring equipment Mm. that every adventurer should have. (laughs) Okay. So, let's talk about... I know I have my list. I know, yeah. My personal head list. I'm sure you have your own. (laughs) It's quite similar to yours, actually. I'm sure. (laughs) So how did you develop your list? Well, truth be told, it was definitely not after the first D&D game I ever played. But (laughs) after many, many times of playing and trial and error and then thinking about how certain things can definitely be used in a different and better way because mm. when you're first like the first time i ever played you're so new to it you're just like yeah just I don't, shit. I don't need anything like i got my backpack and my bedroll i'm good to go <laughs> like i got this axe. <laughs> i got this I, leather armor <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm pretty much decked out this is all i need <laughs> that's just trouble <laughs> yeah so after a long time but there are definitely things that i I just won't go without Mm -hmm. in terms of when I create a new character. I just don't think it's a good idea. (laughs) And there are some things that I wish that I could get, which we will also discuss. But sometimes those things are rarer 
than others in or terms expensive. or ex- really expensive and that that can be a problem too but i still think they're worth it if you can make it happen money wise or whatever so that's how i developed my list over a long period of time and playing tens of thousands of games <laughs> i did not develop my list in that way no i don't no. think you would have. <laughs> i was trained <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah but i didn't get that thanks dm <laughs> um by my father. I'm told exactly why I need some of these items. Yeah. Which is... So that I'm not an idiot. I don't like what you're insinuating there. <laughs> it doesn't stop me from being an idiot. We'll throw oh, that good, out good, there. good, good, good. <clears throat> I'm just an idiot less obviously. Oh, perfect. It helps hide the idiocy. <laughs> Great. <laughs> hey guys, I got a thing that might help. <laughs> you let other people be clever. You assume mm-hmm. you are well-planned. Yeah. Just let it ride. <laughs> it's like being a dungeon master. You just just lie. It's just it's like life, really. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Life, life in D and D, guys. It's just the same. <laughs> Literally the same thing. <laughs> All um, right. Well, why don't you start with your list, and then I'll I'll go from. So, I mean, I've been taught, and I've figured out, and I've learned all the various items that you could have. Mm-hmm. You can't bring them all with you. This is a real shame. <laughs> but. If I was playing the wizard, like I tend to do, Mm -hmm. the smarter character. Mm -hmm. So you'll have the more diverse set of items. True. And I'm going dungeon delving. And you know this. (laughs) And I know I'm going dungeon delving. Like, I am an adventurer and not, like, you know, if it's not city intrigue or, like, wandering and fighting goblins. Mm -hmm. Like, literally going into a dungeon, gotta have a backpack and a bedroll. Yes. Torches. Mm-hmm. Rations. Must. Yep, must. If you know, if your DM is into the food thing, mm-hmm. uh, a boot dagger. Everyone should have a boot dagger. Absolutely. Um, what else? Flint and tinder. Mm-hmm. Gotta be able to light your torches. <laughs> I mean, one would hope. <laughs> uh, a climbing kit. So rope, grappling hook, pitons. Because mm-hmm. pitons are useful for more than climbing too. Indeed, actually. Mm-hmm. Keep a door closed. Indeed. Water skin, extra water skins, mm-hmm. flasks, vials, mm-hmm. bags, sacks, yep. your backpack, your bedroll. Yep. A tent if you feel like it. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I made a list. Well, yeah, that's what we're doing. What are the things <laughs> that I'm forgetting? <clears throat> oh, chalk and charcoal. Mm-hmm. To mark things. Yes. Charcoal, if it's light surface, chalk. If it's a dark surface. Yep. Gotta have a mirror. Never know when you're gonna fight a Medusa. Yeah, man. Preferably a silvered mirror. So you cover in two bases. That's the, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a lot cheaper than a silver dagger, but if it's not a Medusa and it's a werewolf. Clutch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, string. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Another way to find your way around areas. Flower is good. Flour can be really useful, depending on how you make that. I mean, worst case scenario, you. you can make some muffins. Ah, right. Some waffles. <laughs> pancakes. Ew. Ew. Anyone who's not communist can have breakfast. Don't like flour. either of those things. You will not be invited to my party. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think definitely something that I would add to that list, for sure, or something that I even just make sure to carry regardless, either a blank book... Or to write a, things down. Yeah, to write yep. things down. Or parchment and like a way to, you know, do charcoal. a rubbing. Yeah, charcoal would work. You know, some of the other things that you mentioned there. But 
definitely quill and an ink. Caltrops and ball bearings. Yes. Yes. Those are helpful and reusable <laughs> if you're smart enough to remember to collect them. Right. Be smart enough to collect them. Or people. aren't <laughs> running away. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's true. You know, I mean, there are circumstances sometimes yeah, you know, that I mean, prevent you from doing these things. <laughs> um, what else would you bring that I have not mentioned? Um, Depending on how long, like, if you knew that, like, hey, this is, this campaign. Who knows how long Yeah, or there. who knows how long, yeah. Um, uh, Whetstone, mm. for sure. Depending on... Oil. Oil. I would bring oil, too. Um, something else, maybe, depending on what... I mean, if you know ahead of time and you're like, hey, get your gear so we can go, maybe you'd want a lantern. Not necessarily if you've got the, the candles and the torches and stuff, but maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe, depending. And then you've also got your oil, too, for that, so it's a pretty good call. So you bring a lantern, extra oil. Yes, absolutely. Um... Some things that I, I really wish that I could get, but maybe more expensive and can't necessarily get them every game I play. I, I think that a spyglass and a compass are super great, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, those are just two of those items that you might not ever come across or mm -hmm. find or be able to get cheaply enough or whatever. So, but those I would love to have every single game too. Cause it's like, what's that off in the distance? Well, let me look. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's raining. <laughs> it's raining. <laughs> Sorry. That was a Chris of Stroud reference. In case anybody missed it's it. One of those trinkets. <laughs> and compass just, I mean, there've definitely been times where, you know, you just get lost mm -hmm. if you're not sure the map all the way. And it's like, well, I don't know which way we're headed, but we'll head in one direction and hope it goes well. <laughs> Cross our fingers. Yay! You know, I uh, I think definitely some of the things that you mentioned for sure I know I'd have. Like, tons of vials, tons of pouches. Um, samples. You yeah. Samples. Yeah, you need to get that shit. <laughs> um, something I think that's overlooked, too, depending on the size or whatever, is a shovel. Mm-hmm. Crowbar? Yes, crowbar, shovel, hammer. I mm. think some of those things are looked over pretty pretty often. But again, it depends on... Very useful items, though. Very, very, very. Um, you had mentioned, too, uh, you know, silver mirror. But if it's possible, you know, and you're in a town before you leave, holy water. Mm. Holy some water. Some blessed water, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or a cleric. Yeah, or or if you've got a cleric, then you are good to go. But I've been on an adventure or two where we do not have that, so... Sometimes you don't have a rogue. Yeah, true. You know, you need you need a 10-foot pole. Yep. Preferably a telescoping 10-foot pole. <laughs> Those things are a bitch to carry around if they don't telescope. <laughs> true, true. I uh, I could not agree more with that because... There are alternatives to There the are, pole. there are. Um... You did mention flour as well, right? Yes. Yeah, I thought you did, yep. Um, yeah, I mean, there's also um, a lot in the same vein as like hammer and, and shovel. Uh, there's a pick. You can mm -hmm. always try to get a pick yep. if you wanted, depending. Um, Just buy a war pick. Yeah, yeah. It's all purpose. Right, exactly. Maybe. I don't think I've ever come across a need for it necessarily, except for... In our Pathfinder game, when we knew that we were traveling out and we could get, you know, exactly what we needed with the horse and the wagon and all of that, 
Jugs. Jugs are not a bad mm, idea. Yeah, buckets. Buckets. Barrels. Yep. Jugs. Containers. If, if you, yeah, if you, if you can, a variety of yeah. containers. If you can make that work, yeah. for sure. I think those are some of the main things that I like mm-hmm. that we covered. You know, I mean, and and I think for me personally, like those, the the hammer, the shovel, the uh, tools. Yeah, the tools part of it. Like you're going camping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you know that, like, hey, th- you're going into an isolated area, you're probably going to run into a dungeon. We have no idea if you're com- going to come back or how long it's going to take you. Yeah, I'd totally carry those things. But if it's just like, hey, I need you to go down to the cemetery and, you know, take care of, like, that's a different mission. <laughs> <laughs> you know that you're not going to necessarily need, like, Unless you're taking upgrades. Yeah, I mean, you know... <laughs> It depends on your party, I guess. <laughs> NPCs ask for some weird stuff. Sometimes they do, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, NPCs. <laughs> if you don't have a rogue or 10-foot pole, mm-hmm. buy a bag of chickens. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a goat. Sometimes chickens aren't heavy enough to set off those traps. Yeah. Um, you get dinner out of it. True. If there's a trap. Mm-hmm. Which uh, is fantastic. A log that is as long as the hallway is wide. Also works. Yeah. Just push that down. Um, and I know that you mentioned it too, sort of, in the climber's kit, but definitely make sure you got rope, people. Yeah. Rope. All, all, Lots of all rope. day. All day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anywho, sorry. <clears throat> when you buy a rope, don't buy like four 50-foot sections. Yeah, God, don't do that. Like, people don't make rope in 50-foot sections. Yeah. Buy like a 300-foot bundle of rope. Yeah. You got a dagger. You can cut the rope to shorter <laughs> sections if you need to. You can cut as many sections as you want. Just know it's, that once it's you're cut, you're much it's cut. <laughs> better off with a 150 foot piece than you are tying three 50 foot pieces together. Mm-hmm. You'll lose a few feet anyways, and uh, it's not going to be as strong as one piece of rope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, just very true. <laughs> don't don't be that guy. <laughs> Some people do. I would like four 50 foot sections of rope. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if sure, let me cut this for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> Whatever you want, I got it. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. People are odd. In uh, terms of, like, barrels, jugs, that kind of thing, sacks are always oh, yeah. super helpful. I mean, you gotta be able to carry gold back. Yeah, man. And your little pouches aren't gonna do it. And yeah. we're not talking about bags of holding, so <laughs> that's not a thing. I mean, you can make, like, a sled to drag stuff, but yeah. you still gotta put it in something to exactly. put on the sled. Exactly. Sacks are always Or helpful. you can buy a sled if you're not clever enough to make one. Yeah. I mean, at that point, though. Old tower shield you find in the dungeon? Hell yeah. That rope? Done and done. A couple of pitons in the corners. (laughs) There you go. Strap it to the fighter and tell him to walk. Who's the strongest? (laughs) So. Oh. mm. A pulley. Yes. Yeah. You got a little little gap to get things across. Is that part of the climber's kit, though? No. It's not. I thought it was. Generally, a climber's kit classically comes with rope, pitons, a grappling hook. And a hammer to hammer the pitons in. Okay, yeah. You're right. For some reason I thought it was in there. Maybe that's a different version at a different time. <laughs> it's your headspace version. Well, I mean, it has all the things. No, I totally <laughs> bought the one with the pulling. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Obviously. It's not rusted or anything. It's in I perfect would, condition. <laughs> I would never have bought a climber's kit if it did not have a pulley, Sir right. DM. Yeah. Because 
I wouldn't do that. <laughs> would never happen. I want a pulley or I want my money back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I will, I will hunt that man down. <laughs> We're leaving this dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> we got shit to take care of real quick. I'll turn this dungeon right around. <laughs> um, Something definitely to mention, I think, for newer players is that a lot of, well, not a lot, but a decent amount of the items that we were talking about can be found in backpacks. And the backpacks are a really good way to get a decent amount of stuff mm. for not as expensive as it potentially could Absolutely. be. Absolutely. <laughs> also, that whole list is like yeah. the dungeon delvers yeah. like <laughs> party kit. Like one person isn't carrying all no, of this. No. This is like someone's got some tools. Yeah. Yeah. Don't give everyone don't give one person all the tools. Don't give one person all the rope. Exactly. Um so here, we said to buy one giant length of rope. Get some small ones too, so you have yeah. People with extra ropes. Spread out the torches. Mm-hmm. Spread out the water. The rations. The mm-hmm. oil. Spread everything out. Someone gets lost. Or, you know, falls down a giant pit. Never to be seen from again. You don't want them to take all your tools with you. <laughs> they had everything. <laughs> if he takes the crowbar, you don't want them also taking the shovel, the axe, the hammer. hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's got the climber's kit, too. <laughs> right? You know, maybe get two, maybe get two grappling hooks, have two yeah. people carrying it. Exactly. Not a bad idea ever. Just from experience. It's just yes. not a bad idea. That whole eggs in a basket thing? Yes. Yeah, Lots of eggs, thing. many baskets. <laughs> it's better that way. But yeah, especially in 5th edition, now they make you... They make you these, these, these uh, kits. They they well specifically for this they call them equipment packs. If you're yeah, looking I mean, for they're them. essentially backpacks full of Gear. things your type of character yeah. would have. Generally and, speaking, and they are cheaper than if you were to get like all of these in. For the most part, they're cheaper than trying to get all a few of these. Gold cheaper, yeah, yeah, all of these individualized items. So you get the burglars pack. The Diplomats Pack, the Dungeoneers Pack, Entertainers Pack, Explorers Pack, Priests Pack, and a Scholars Pack. Those are the options it gives you, at least in 5th mm-hmm. edition. Or if you have, like, the Curse of Strahd book, there is a Monster Hunters Pack. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, it depends on what game type you're running, obviously, mm-hmm. but in 5th edition, those are the standard ones, and then Curse of Strahd has, I think, maybe... Just that one extra one. Oh, it's one. just that one? Yeah. I thought there was one more. It's not. It's the for, to fit the background they have in there, right. which is Monster Hunter. Right, right. Yeah, see, there you go. Ben Helsing, basically. Uh, yeah. Holy water, stakes, cross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. You just want to be Ben Helsing. No, if, you're, if you're fighting werewolves and vampires, you might want the Monster it's Hunters kind of pack. A thing. Yeah. Um, so some of these packs that come in the equipment uh, pack section, um, generally, like we said, uh, mention a backpack. But just as an example, so say let's we're doing we're on the dungeon kick. Let's say Dungeoneers yes. pack. So, it includes a backpack, a crowbar, a hammer, ten batons, uh, ten torches, a tinderbox, ten days of rations, and water skin. It also includes the 50 feet of uh, hemp rope, mm-hmm. and it's that's, that's there you go. generally a decent amount of what it's we were nice talking base. about. Yeah, it's a nice base. Um, of course, you also have to remember that uh, these packs are nice within the purview of a character starting cash. Exactly, yeah. Um, everything we listed... Um, like if I was going to buy all that stuff, I w- it would either be not my first time into a dungeon. Right. With enough money to back myself. Mm-hmm. Or I would be haggling the guy hiring me to go into this dungeon. For real. For 
the money to buy this gear. Or if you're level one, you get some rope and a backpack and some torches and maybe some prayer beads. Yeah. Uh, you go in and the mm-hmm. first time you find a pot of gold, you get the fuck out of there and get more equipment. Yeah. <laughs> before you go deeper. You know, that's just a just practicality, yeah. really. You just yeah. gotta be careful. So the packs are a really good base and then to build off of there for, let's just say it's your first time or, mm-hmm. you know, it's a new character, starting gold, that kind of thing. You're bare bones at that point. It's a good starting base, and then you can build off of that with some of the other things we mentioned, like oh, yeah. candles, chalk, you know. Get some of the little... stuff like and, candles yeah. and chalk it's and really char... Not, like, charcoal you can get from a fire. Yeah. Chalk is cheap. cheap. Yeah. Candles are cheap, too. And it's not stuff you're just going to be, like, using willy-nilly like. Yeah. And you're not going to be using small candles for light. No. No. You're going to be using them for specific things. Yep. Yep. And, and generally speaking... A decent amount of what we talked about is is fairly cheap. Like, parchment is cheap if you wanted to do something like that. Um, For one piece of parchment, it's a silver piece. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not talking about, like, gold upon gold here, you know? First time adventure, get it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, something else, too, that we forgot to mention, though, uh, that I just want to mention really quickly, Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. if you're first time and you're low level, a bell. Bell. Yeah, as long as you get that string to go with it. Yeah, I know. Hang that up. I mean, but if you've got you've got options too. If you depending on the size of the bell, or if you've got cloth, or potentially something else on your backpack or person, Mm -hmm. pouch Mm -hmm. straps or whatever, you can get creative. For your perimeter. But you know, definitely something to think about too. Right. I mean, because say you can peek on the door closed, but Mm -hmm. then there's a hole in the floor. Mm-hmm. You wanna know if something's coming up out of that hole? I mean, I would. <laughs> Maybe push a boulder in there or something, or stone, something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's in the room, but if you can't, you don't always stay awake during that watch. Prepare for the worst. I try. I try to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually around me. So, yeah. if you have a party member like that, just um, don't let them carry anything, and uh, sleep on the other side of the room. Uh, but people let me carry stuff. Everything's fine. I don't, I don't know what they're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. Everything's great. <laughs> I don't think they've realized it yet. Don't, don't worry. It'll, it's coming. <laughs> um, in terms of other, like, basic equipment, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's worth mentioning the tools that you can get. Like, artisan's tools, thief's tools, like, those types of things. Yeah, so a lot helpful. of these are more helpful outside of dungeon delving. True. Much more broad game. A lot of yes. these come into handy. And, um... The exception being, I think, the thieves' tools on that, for the most part. Fair. <laughs> and these things can be expensive, but they're... They're helpful tools. They There's a lot in them. hmm Any specific ones? Um, I would definitely... Besides the thieves' tools. <laughs> Lockpicks are... They're helpful. I, I would definitely mention the tinker's tools, just because... It, you never know what's going to happen when you're out adventuring. And if something breaks, if you've got a tinker, there's a potential that it could be fixed or, you know, made into something maybe not, you know, like, oh, this is fixed all the way, but it'll do for now until we get back to town kind of a deal. Or even if tinker, even for somebody who has tinker's tools, that can open up some possibilities for making something. And not necessarily if something breaks or something goes down, but you can find some stuff and make it work or like be oh clever. yeah be clever man <laughs> absolutely be clever i think that's definitely one that i would mention mm-hmm. for sure is there any that you would mention specifically um i wanna it's tough because it's a kit that has a lot of fragile things in it yeah but the alchemist kit yeah i mean aside from the whole wandering alchemist thing <laughs> aside an from alchemist that. kit 
you're gonna have some basic alchemical, like super basic alchemical stuff. Mm-hmm. Some, a little bit of acid, maybe. Mm-hmm. Some base, you know, baking powder. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you if you got a little bit of chemistry know-how, um, there's some stuff you could do with that kit in a yeah. dungeon. Again, fragile um, kit, so watch yourself, but definitely yeah. something to think about. What else? A disguise kit. Disguise kit, Especially yeah. Especially if you're in a city. I mean, that's... Yeah. Two of the other really ones good. that I would mention for sure would be herbalism kit and the uh, poison. Poison kit? Is it poison? Oh, poisoners. Excuse me. Are you poisoning people now? I mean, you never know if you're in a dungeon. It could come um, in handy. Either, either uh, of those could be helpful in, in I think, a first multitude of facets, yes. And same with a first aid kit, which Some is kind of in that vein of herbalism for me. And <laughs> splint, Depending. Splints, bandages, yep. and the like are useful in more ways than just, you know, setting an angle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could, use, I got you. you could use splints in a couple ways. Yeah. If you... We're desperate. Yeah, for sure. Um, if this is how you want your character to be, something fun that I will mention is the the cook supplies, the cook kit. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Actually, that's a really good one because <laughs> chances a, are you got a bowl, you, you got utensils. You might have to eat diuret at some point what? if, like, if you're doing a real dungeon yeah, elf, yeah. um, or playing a, a section of game that food resources right, become become an issue, mm-hmm. um. Then and you gotta cook a diuret. You want to be able to cook it, mm-hmm. and not just dig it raw. Yeah. And I mean, you can just throw it in the fire, <laughs> eat it charred. But I you mean, know, personally, I'd like a, I'd like, I'd like a little some bit nice, of, yeah, a little salt maybe. <laughs> yeah. Who, who's the, who's the chef here? <laughs> break um, down a little bit. It's a little less gamey. Yeah, and again, same vein of the. Uh, Dungeon. You can also it's... hit people with a frying, frying pan. Yeah, for Shit's real. Cast iron. Utensils can be weapons. Mm. Let's just be honest yeah. about that. Um, because utensils are like a wooden spoon. Yeah. <laughs> like a big fork. A fork. Yeah. Like a big fork. Yeah. Pointy and a shop. <laughs> knife. Yeah. Yeah, man. It means business. <laughs> um, but if you are, hey, this is a dungeon crawl, or even if it's not, even if you just like you've taken the lay of the land, cartographer's tools. Mm. Not a bad idea, necessarily. Mm. But again, depends on how you want to play your character at that point. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so those are some of the, the tools that I would definitely mention. One other thing Uh-oh. every party should have. Okay, what is that? It's hard alcohol. Oh, God, yeah. One, for RP purposes. Mm-hmm. Two, sanitizes. Mm-hmm. Two, two. Three? We're at three, but that's another two. Two A. Sub when two. you're drinking a lot, <laughs> two becomes two becomes three becomes two. <laughs> Molotov cocktails. <laughs> yes. Um, well, as much as like character might want to get drunk, if you need to create fire in such a way, mm-hmm. it might be better to use your uh, whiskey instead of your lantern oil. Yeah. Just a bit. Just a bit. And mean, that can be, ah, oh, that, that's such a cool, I love that, because that can really work out well for you and your party, like, hey guys, guess what? <laughs> Run! <laughs> also, you don't, Fire in the hole. <laughs> you don't want to use your lantern oil, because pouring the whiskey into the lantern, that's not going to get you anywhere. It's nope. going to burn real quick. You're going to have light for like two minutes. Yeah, if that. <laughs> nope. Not a good call. <laughs> don't so get yeah. drunk and do that, <laughs> either. <laughs> the high alcohol content, cheap grog stuff. <laughs> 
you know. I mean. Well, I mean, if you want, buy some Melvin wine or something. Yeah. But like, you can't make Molotovs. Out of no, them, no, you know. no. You need you need the grog. <laughs> yeah. You, you got to get the bad stuff. <laughs> it's... Shit made behind the bar. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna definitely light a fire at that point. You know the stuff the dwarf made in his camp because he couldn't stomach what the bar had. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Make friends with dwarves. That's what we're saying, really. That's what this is all about. <laughs> That's a really good idea. Actually. Like, bring a dwarf. With you. Yeah, legit. <laughs> Just throw him in the backpack. <laughs> Feed him once in a while. <laughs> He's good. He's good. He can tell you how the stonework is. I mean, most likely he'll want to kill some stuff, so let him, let him do that, too. That's useful. <laughs> yeah, right? Just let him out when there's goblins. Yeah, yeah, man. It's like we're talking about a pet. I know. <laughs> Dwarves are not pets. Dwarves are free people. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> dwarf rights. <laughs> we speak for the dwarves. A varied party is very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> one dwarf, one elf, one gnome. <laughs> yeah. Have one of everything. Just one of everything. It's fine. It'll if you work need more hard. players, go find them. Yeah, make that a thing. Um, was there anything else from the tool or the kits that you wanted to um, mention? Not that I can think of. Yeah. I mean, we get, get some really specialty stuff like um. I'm not sure what I had it. Say. I had it. it there it is. There. One, two, two. Like a carpenter's <laughs> kit. Yeah. A carpenter's kit you could use, but uh, yeah. a blacksmith's kit. Mm. You're getting further away from it. Yeah. Um. I think there's there's some other pretty specialist kits in there. Yeah, there's too. like painter's supplies. Exactly. Painter's like uh, pottery. Very very background RP. Type stuff, yeah, like off-time stuff, not yeah. really stuff you're going to take into the dungeon with you. Yeah. Or into the woods or no. the mountains. Like, I mean, you, you could use a paintbrush in a lot of ways, but, like, yeah, you're not clearing space in your backpack for paintbrushes. True. I think the only other one that I would maybe mention would be navigator's tools instead of the cartographer's tools. Like, it's oh, just yeah. a little bit of different flavoring to both, but yeah. still potentially good. Depends what Good you're stuff. doing. Yeah, depends what you're doing, how you want your character to be. Um, but even those are fairly specialized. There's yeah. a limited amount you can do with them. Exactly. But, I mean, that's another option mm-hmm. potentially. You yep. know. So, uh, do you want to get into mounts and vehicles? Yes. Let's do it. You gotta get to places, right? <laughs> yeah, man. We're gonna go adventuring. We're gonna walk everywhere. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. Don't lie. <laughs> Eventually, you're gonna want, you're gonna want a horse <laughs> or <Yeah>. something. <laughs> Here's the thing. If you're going into dungeons... And they're far away. Mm-hmm. Rent horses, sure, whatever. Yeah, just rent those bitches. <laughs> those bitches. Uh, buy your gear at the next town, whatever it takes. Yeah. But if you got like a little town that you stay in a lot, and you're or you're traveling very far or traveling a lot, want to buy some horses? Probably want to buy some mules. You are having a great night. It's every night. <laughs> <laughs> every day. Some mules or donkeys uh, mm-hmm. to carry stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. And saddlebags. Saddles yes. and saddlebags. So you want horses with saddles. Maybe some small saddlebags. Mm-hmm. And then you just want mules with empty saddlebags. Yes. Or you want to fill up those saddlebags with food and water. So that you can yeah. eat it all. And then have them on the way back. And fill it with treasure for the <laughs> way back. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, treasure! Just gotta be careful, you know, with the donkeys and the, the in-between part of those. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know, <laughs> goblins, orcs, ogres, yeah, for dragons, perform literally anything you find in a dungeon will probably 
kill and or eat your horse. (laughs) (laughs) Don't leave it right outside of the dungeon. It will not be there when you get out. It won't make it. (laughs) Um, Not that it's really helpful for getting around for anybody of a non-gnomish size Hmm. or a goblin size at that point, but... A dog. A dog. (laughs) Yeah. A riding dog. Yeah, I mean, if you're a halfling or a gnome... Yeah, get a riding dog. So so much fun. <laughs> or a pony. I mean, you can get ponies. Yeah, ponies too. Riding dogs are cool. Yeah. I, I prefer the dog. It has a little flavor. Pony. Yeah. And it just, I mean, it can come in handy too because it's a dog. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're more alert. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's so. good thinking. Oh, yeah. I... Um, If you're a gnome and your DM's a little flexible, badger. Giant badger. Not... Yeah. I mean, big as regular <laughs> yeah, <right>. badgers are. <laughs> that, that a dire knows. badger. Yeah. Ride a dire badger. You could, you could. They're ornery. Yeah. And they can dig. Right. And they'll eat literally anything. So, like, you don't got to yeah, worry too much will. about feeding, feeding them. Yeah. They pretty much feed themselves. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Depending on where you are. Yeah, well, here's this apple. Solid, yeah. This apple that a goblin was eating, like, 40 years ago. You want? Th- yeah, sure. Cool. <laughs> Good to go. <laughs> Iron they're stomach. like they're like little angry mole goats. <laughs> <laughs> Was not prepared for that. <laughs> Is it inaccurate? No. <laughs> that's, what, that's what's getting me. I think. <laughs> Now you're just going to picture a mole with a goat head and big old angry eyebrows. (laughs) And a saddle. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, Something else to think about too. Um, If you have the means and Mm -hmm. you can get like the horses or the mules or whatever, you could get a carriage potentially or a wagon or, you Mm -hmm. know, something else to, if you, you've got a big party or even if you don't have a huge party, you know, it's, it's good to... Be able to carry more stuff, all that loot you know you're going to get, hey, hey. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely need, like, some kind of base camp, though. Yeah. For a wagon. Yeah, you do. Um, that can like, get tricky. And if you're going into a huge dungeon and you, like, build a base camp at the entryway or in just inside the dungeon, mm-hmm. that's great to help you carry supplies to the dungeon. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean... As an example, Pathfinder, we uh, we had horses and a wagon. We even had a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were going out into the desert, so we knew that we needed something like that. Because there's no, like, water alone. Mm-hmm. You know, we needed it for a 10-day journey. Like, there's well, I mean, it no also, way to not make that work, you know? It also took you, what, three weeks, four weeks? Maybe it was five or six weeks just to get to the town at the edge of the desert? I've got it's the notes in your right notebook. here. Hold on. I do know that you had to buy a lot of supplies just for the road. Oh, yeah, we did. I, um, can, I can give you that list, even. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have that big old list somewhere, too. Because you guys... There yeah, was, what, six of you? So you guys had hundreds and hundreds of days' worth of food. We had... We had water and food for ho- both the horses and ourselves. Right. And that was 300 days of trail rations. <laughs> 300 days divided by yep. six. That's 50 days each. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. Yeah, we had we had a lot. <laughs> but we, we were and going you brought, out. You brought extra. Uh-huh. So. Um, and, you know, we had the dog. We had our cooking supplies, so, yeah, that's a, that's bedrolls. seven weeks. Rope, sewing so, kit. So, yeah, I think five, six weeks. Stuff. 
It was needed, needed though. We needed that. Um, like that. Yeah, and it's not like I didn't ask you guys, oh, hey, do you eat? Have you eaten yet today? Yeah, you didn't yeah. tell me you ate. But I did make sure they had food. Yeah. And that every, like, if they traveled for four days without incident, they just marked off four times, however many of them there were. Yeah. They added a goblin to their party, so, like, food started dwindling a little faster. I mean, he was um, awesome. But it worth was... it. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, you'll meet him, hopefully soon. Not one day. In the chapters of Pathfinder. Check that out, by the way. <laughs> oh, yes. Shameless plugging. That's right. <laughs> We're almost to Goptop. Yeah, we are. Oh, Akos. Oh, yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll read about that. People, you'll read about that. You better. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But we knew we needed it, you know what I mean? And yeah. that's, and that's one of those times where we could get away with it because it worked out circumstance-wise. Hey, this Baron is gonna be able to supply us with these things, otherwise we normally wouldn't be able to buy them. So, right. you know, that's just how that one worked out. <laughs> But it was well, good. I mean, he did ask you to go do these things. So, indeed, indeed. Yeah. Um, haggling is a good skill to have too. Absolutely, ah, haggling like Vexalia. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's a so, good thing to so, do. So, yeah. <laughs> it's not, sometimes it's overkill. <laughs> a little, a little bit. Yeah, I'll agree. Um. So, some of the other uh, things that you could do, potentially, and it depends on your setting and that kind of thing. A rowboat. Yeah, exactly. You could get some water uh, vehicles, like mm-hmm. a rowboat, there's a, the galley, mm-hmm. you know, things like that you could do. Um, if you're just traveling and you're not taking the wagon to a dungeon, you can get, like, oxen to, get, yeah. to, oh, yeah. to drag it, because that's a little better than your horses. Yeah. Probably a little cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, There's some options. I mean, desert, you've got camels, too, things like yeah. that. Yeah, so, so, I mean, you know. it depends on the setting and stuff, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, herd and or pack animals. Yes, definitely a plus. For sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, what you got next? What else? What else can we talk about for equipment? I know that you had wanted to mention some interesting... I do. Before we mention that, let's talk about proficiency. Okay. So, it's probably a point of contention for some people, is using things with or without proficiency. Yeah. Where do you draw that line? It's a very good question. (laughs) So, for example... I think I think fifth edition does it's a good thing because you don't need proficiency no. to use a kit, an artisan kit, like a disguise kit or Correct. a forgery kit. It just gives you the tools to perform those actions. Mm-hmm. If you are proficient in it, you get a bonus to the roll. Right, that's and a I, nice way of doing it. I like that way of doing it. I just remember being a player <laughs> in some of the older editions. I mean, like, oh, you, you mean can, I, you can't use these kits? Yeah, I'm like. Oh, okay. I can't even try. Like, I'm pretty sure I cool. don't have one, and I've never had one. But I'm pretty sure I could pick up a lockpick set, right? And um, give it a try. Be, have a much better chance of picking a lock than with a steak knife. For real. Yeah. Um. So I completely agree. But yeah. anyhow, so <laughs> you say. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's oh, it. Okay. Proficiency <laughs> needs to. It has its place, but. You don't I, need to go crazy. And if no. people know, like, if they have these materials and they're telling you what they want to do with them. Right. There's no, like, proficiency is overburdensome sometimes. You just mm-hmm. get rid of it. I feel like. In certain like... cases. Ignore it. 
if and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like swimming was like that, wasn't it? In yeah, in, in third edition, there was yeah. a lot of skills. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and it was I very. Being so about that. Well, there were so many layers because yeah. there were some skills that were trained only. Mm-hmm. Yes, some of that's, them that yes. weren't. Mm-hmm. Now I remember about that. Yep. Um, some aspects of the skills were trained only. Yep. So, like, I can't even remember them off the top of my head because I didn't care for those rules. No, I, I hated it. Like, I, I think it. the only ones I kept trained only for were, like, certain aspects of animal handling. Yeah, definitely one that, I mean, um, it's just, that's the thing. Use, <laughs> use magic device. Yeah. And pretty much I told all my players who weren't magic users of some type mm-hmm. to take at least one rank in it so that they could understand the basics of how to use any magical item they ever got. Like, a right. wand. Because, right. like, hey, if you ever want to use a wand, you need at least one rank and use magic, use a magic device. Like, yeah. Um, God, I just remember that list, too, just how long it was. I mean, because now they have That's athletics exactly. and acrobatics. Yeah. Which I love. But before, they had, like, jump and swimming. And... Yes. It annoyed me. <laughs> it annoyed me so much. But, I mean, and it made sense. But it was too much minutia yeah. for the rules. I mean, they couldn't get to 5th edition. Oh, I understand skills. that. Don't, you don't get me wrong. And of course, yeah. all of that did affect gear. Yeah. Like, but just like the fact that you had to be trained in it. Or it was like, Some no. of them made sense, but some of them it was just like... So a, a, a couple, I mean, like you said, there were a few like, use magic device. I mean, as written. Or, yeah. As written, it was mm-hmm. like... You can't do it if you're not trained. Right. In practicality, that's just... Like, they would just have a negative a billion to the yeah. goal. It doesn't mean they can't try. Yeah, like, right? Go go for it. Yeah, exactly. You know, they need a net 20 to succeed, but... Yeah. Um, some, some it made sense. Like, use magic device, obviously, you have to be trained on how to decipher arcane runes. You can't yeah. just figure that out. I got the that. <laughs> you can stick lockpicks into a lock and get lucky. Yeah, absolutely. You, can. <laughs> you, you can't put a magic ring on and get lucky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just a bad idea. <laughs> you probably are going to get screwed, really. I mean, I mean you're going to die. I, I would. <laughs> There's no way around that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think for the most part, with how long we've been playing together, I think for the most part, there's been a, a healthy balance. Yeah. But there have definitely been... Certain additions that it's just like, come on, like that's that's not. Yeah, I mean the how way, the way I look out. at it is, um, gear. All gear is just tools for you to use in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And if you have an idea on how to use those tools, you can go ahead and try to use them. Right. Um, and like ninety nine percent of the time, you're not going to have. A more clever idea than your character would come up with. Yeah. The only thing that could maybe happen is that your character would notice, figure out, or understand something on how to use those tools better than you already have. <laughs> right. Or be better at doing it than you physically <laughs> yeah. would. Like, yeah. using a lockpick right. set. You can completely understand how a lockpick set and a lock works. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference between having practice using one and not. Exactly. So, I mean, the skills allow you to make better use of tools rather than being required to use tools. Right. So that's how I've always yeah. seen it. Equipment is first. 
yeah. skills improve the use of, of equipment. those equipment of that set equipment. Right? Yeah, you can pick up a chainsaw and cut down a tree. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's gonna be a shitty job, and it might land on you. <laughs> <laughs> Run! <laughs> and you might come out bleeding. But you did it. <laughs> but you can use a chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't have to be proficient in power tools no, to use a no. chainsaw. But if you are proficient in power tools, you're gonna understand how to make the cut. You know, how to turn it on, mm-hmm. how not to cut yourself, and how Hopefully. to make the tree fall in the other direction right. of your body. <laughs> that that That's the direction I want. Right. Not towards me, that Does not direction. stop you from using the chainsaw. No. <laughs> nope. I'm going to use this. I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> I think that's a good thing to bring up, though, in terms of when determining... Yeah. tools or equipment or whatever you know it's definitely something to talk about when you're buying edition. it like yeah. how how good am i going to be at using this like is this right. going to be a waste of my money right. or like you know what are my limits going to be like am i going to get into the dungeon and be like no you're not allowed to use that because right. you don't have the proficiency like yeah and i mean you definitely want to have that understanding your between you and do your that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> As a player, mm-hmm. if you're worried about it, bring it up. Oh, God, yeah. As a DM, if your players are buying a lot of stuff, you bring it up. Yeah. Have that conversation. If you know there's going to be a you, point. Uh, what do you want that for? Do you, uh, you're, uh, you're a druid? Lockpick set? Um, all right, but like, you're going to have trouble using it. <laughs> These weird little metal prongs. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, yeah, sure, sure. Give I'm, it not, a I'm not saying no, but it's going to be hard. <laughs> But you can practice. <laughs> that was something my dad always did. Yeah. Um, was because, and I mean, he comes from a D and D. Yeah, of course. So, Old which school. was is a complicated mess. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely it is. And I'm not an authority on it at all. But as far as he was concerned, like you didn't need a proficiency in throwing daggers. Mm-mm. Of course. As of now, if you're proficient with daggers, you can throw them or you can wield them. Right. I like that. It's, it's easier. It's cleaner. It's less complicated. Yeah. But he comes from the old dungeon delving. Like, Just, when yeah. you play D&D, you're going into a dungeon. dungeon. <laughs> you're solving puzzles, escaping traps, and, and Indiana jones in your yeah, way past yeah. orcs. <laughs> Good luck to you. <laughs> um, and, like, Jack wanted to throw knives. Mm-hmm. So... So like so practice. So Jack and like at camp he's like tonight at camp I'm throwing knives into a tree. Mm-hmm. You know we got to we set up a, like a camp to go into the dungeon and come back for like food and supplies and stuff. Yeah. We've like had a ton of stuff. Yeah. As for supplies, and he set up like a wooden board mm-hmm. and like drew on it and practicing throwing knives. Yeah. My dad said okay you'll be better at it because in my dad's head we we. We didn't have character sheets. We didn't have books. Okay. This is before yeah. he even found his books again. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is just... <laughs> hey. We were playing D&D. Yeah, yeah. With paper. Yeah, there you go. That's it. That's awesome. I love it. Um, <laughs> ah, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we would roll, and he would tell us if we succeed based on our roll. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't have... And sometimes he would ask us stats, but... It was like, okay, my intelligence is 18, or my dexterity is 16. It wasn't, okay, I'm proficient with daggers, so I have a plus 2, and I have a plus 3 in dexterity, so I rolled a 12 plus uh, plus 5 is 17. Yeah. No, it wasn't that. It was, 
Uh, my dexterity is a 16, and I rolled a 12. Mm-hmm. He says, well, uh, you've been practicing, so yeah, all right, you hit. It was shit like that. Well, it was, what? yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, some of that stuff I've carried over. Like, if you want to practice with stuff, like, I'm willing. You don't really need that anymore, though. No, you not know? necessarily, no. Um, but that's, I mean... A lot of it's built in. Like, thieves, if you're a rogue, you automatically know how to use lockpicks. Right. You know, if you know how to use a dagger, you automatically know how to throw a dagger. Yeah. So, I mean... I think that that's a good mentality to have as a DM, though. I mean, just... Even if it doesn't come into yeah, play. Yeah, even if it doesn't yeah. come up at all, but... But, I mean, like, I still think Michael... It's good. Michael yeah. wants... Wanted to make <laughs> arrows for his ranger in Curse yeah. of Strahd. Which is um, awesome. Love it. And, you know, we worked it so that he was good at fletching, and, you know, we, he would practice at making... Arrows, and then he yeah. died. Oh. Don't spit in the mouth of a vampire while he's talking to you, and you're in stocks. Fair warning. <laughs> I mean, that's just a no. <laughs> Michael, you were gonna die, <laughs> <laughs> but you did because <laughs> you spit in his mouth. <laughs> um, but yeah, and now he's got an artificer. And he's got all kinds of crazy invention ideas, so we're looking at some crafting rules, and we'll figure it out, and, you know, it'll be easier for him to make things as he goes along, and I have that mindset from playing bookless (laughs) D&D 15 years ago. Yeah, I mean, and I know that not everybody's experience is like that, Mm -mm. for sure, but... No, I mean, a lot of people now are just, they're watching Critical Role. And they want it to or be like that action. so bad. And they're grabbing books and they're playing, and that's great, but like... Uh, and that's a whole other topic that yeah. has actually gotten a lot of discussion. Yeah. But like, their experience is nothing like my experience. It's no. not even anything like your experience, no. where someone who had played before right. is introducing you to the game. Right. Like, they're... Watching the game on TV... And are like, oh, that could be really fun. And which buying is, the stuff. Which it's is awesome. awesome. But... No one is handing them down knowledge. Yeah. Though, they can go watch Matt Mercer's videos. Yeah, and which are helpful. And read my blog, and Sly Flourish's blog. Oh, God, blog, yeah, there's, there's so much out there to, to pick and choose from A thousand other learn. people yeah. who have had <laughs> blogs for ten years longer than I have. Yeah. Um, or Plus YouTube videos. Yeah. Like, there are people willing to teach you your ways, and you can find it thanks to the internet. But, mm-hmm. no, I mean, these are good things <laughs> to have that some people... Clueless. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I can do what? <laughs> well, yeah. And and something to, not to get totally derailed off of equipment, but, you know, as a, as a player, too, definitely keep in mind the fact that, like, you can do what you want to do in this world. Like, And anything can be equipment. And anything can be equipment. D&D. Yeah. And you can use a plate as a weapon. And make it make it work for yeah. you. If you if you, you have a crazy idea, go for it and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> to pry open a window. I mean... And that's how some of those awesome You can use a dead kobold <laughs> yeah. as, a, as a beat stick. Yes. <laughs> okay. So here's a, a non-traditional equipment story from those days of bookless D&D. Uh-huh. When um, it, was, it was bad times. <laughs> <laughs> it was just bad times. So it was me, Jack, and Jeremy. Mm-hmm. And my sister. And Tooch. And your dad was running it. My dad was running it. Mm-hmm. My dad is an evil... Evil old school GM. We're gonna just make sure that you got that. He's an evil, not... evil old school GM, <laughs> and not like 
just an old school DM. Like, yeah. He's, he's, he's fond of saying what you mean and meaning what you say. Yes. I played so, one time with him. I, <laughs> yep, that's true. <laughs> harsh lessons. Let's just say if you're dual wielding daggers and a bunch of rats attack you because dark magics and you're going into dark places or whatever... Um, and your rogue is dual wielding daggers and he stabs some rodents and then your other friend has rodents biting his neck and you mm-hmm. don't tell the DM you're sheathing your weapons before you try to get those, those rats off of your friend, then you are definitely using the daggers in a stabbing method to get those rodents <laughs> off of your friend. So harsh. And when you roll double ones. You're basically just severing all of the major arteries going to your head and from your head. <laughs> so horrible. I feel like... I mean, Jeremy survived oh, God, because my luckily. dad isn't, like, chaotic evil. <laughs> oh, okay. But it was the epitome of struggle bus. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we also had, like, Jeremy and Tooch would... This is where the staking out comes from. They spent half a session not helping us look around, but staking outside. Because <laughs> that one time rats attacked, so like den- danger is definitely not coming from inside. We'll, we'll hang out outside and make sure nothing happened. Regardless. <laughs> Forever! <laughs> we're, we're starting to break into this this dungeon. And yeah. we know it's like a hundred level, like, like layer dungeon, like... My dad has told us stories. My dad has told me stories that I've told stories. So, yeah. like, we know this is going to be just this gigantic thing. We're going, and we know as characters that there are lizard folk in here. We've already encountered them once. Mm-hmm. And we probably have found a lot of tar. Okay, that could be really helpful. And pitch. Yeah. To make, like, torches and stuff. Absolutely, um, yeah. Or even, I mean, you could light it up. Or slickness, whatever. Um, in this, you know, relatively normal sized like ten by ten hallway. Like yeah. it's pretty big, but like it's not that big for a dungeon. Like it's just a general hallway. So when you kill some lizard folk and you want to get them to stop attacking you, mm. and half your party is idiots. <laughs> um, I like where this story's gone. And another fourth of your party is bloodthirsty and speaks. Lizard folk. Oh, no. Jack. I was going to say, it had to have been him. Sometimes, in order to dispose of the bodies and protect yourself, (laughs) you plug up the only hallway down deeper into the dungeon so that you can get sleep at night by building a half wall out of pitch and lizard man bodies. (laughs) (laughs) And then for some reason... Threaten the other lizard men that come in the night. Tell them you ate their babies. <laughs> and then when they'd attack, because you said that, Jack, <laughs> you light tar body wall on fire. Oh. And the entire complex fills with smoke. Solid plan, really. I mean, uh, Non-traditional know. equipment, but um, definitely effective, <laughs> question mark. To some degree, in we some didn't way. Get Needless to say, the next time... We ran into lizard folk. Mm. I thought it would be a better idea if we just, you know, took their spears, cut off their heads, and put their heads on spears, Mm. and laid out a warning instead of 
taunting them and then filling our <laughs> quote-unquote house with tar and body smoke. <laughs> I mean... But, I mean, you can use equipment however you want <laughs> to your benefit or your detriment, depending on your, a... your intelligence and your DM's benevolence. I mean, that's a good segue into... Uh... You know, anything can be equipment <laughs> and uh, make sure that you loot bodies and do all of that as well. Because <laughs> you never know what you're going to find. <laughs> That's true. There's all kinds of stuff you can find. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's good times. <laughs> good times. Improv equipment? Is that yeah? Improv equipment. <laughs> there are better ways Indeed. than that story to use improv equipment. But if you have similar stories... We want to hear them. Yes, please. <laughs> we absolutely want to hear them. That's so funny. <laughs> I mean, we are your babies. <laughs> oh, really? Really? That's where. Okay, was, here we go. It was bad Light enough that I was the wizard, and I couldn't roll above a six to cast fireball to save my life. Aww. So I was useless. <laughs> yep. Jack. At that point, was yeah. threatening lizard folk of questionable numbers. And Jeremy and Tooch were hanging out outside. <laughs> Needless to say, the campaign didn't last that long. <laughs> but that was my first D&D campaign. Was it really? Oh, that's hilarious. Wow. Yeah. Super great. I mean, splitting the party. You know, you got some classic shit in that. And then that one little story, man. <laughs> great. <laughs> oh. Every mistake you make is in that story. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh. Some lessons are learned the hard, hard way. way. Yeah. All right. Like all of them. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, so segue <laughs> into yeah. uh, different types of mounts. Is that what you wanted to talk about? Or I just, just wanted or to talk just about... Um, However let's you call it exotic it. gear. Okay, there you go. That's Without getting one. too deep into magical items. And yeah, I don't, yeah. Uh, you got your basic stuff. So you got like elven wine, mm-hmm. elven whey bread, you know, some nice lambas bread. Yeah. Uh, that's always good. Um, you know, you can have some, do some fun RP stuff. You know, you can do orc rock gut. <laughs> you can get some like gnomish cocktails or some dwarven ale, you know, simple stuff. Doing it. <laughs> um... But you can dwarven axes like the mm-hmm. the uh, they don't include it anymore. But third edition had this big ass like a giant should be using this thing mm-hmm. dwarven ergosh mm-hmm. this gigantic axe. <laughs> Badass. <laughs> it was an exotic weapon. <laughs> yep. That um, dwarves could use. Yeah. Uh, you also had like uh, gnomish war picks. Um, trying to. Th- just think of some of the others um just like exotic weapons that were racially defined or like pretty much any um oriental weapon yes unless you were playing in an oriental campaign was considered exotic um though nowadays generally speaking like a katana is basically a longsword right i mean it is exotic if you're not playing in an oriental setting but statistics wise it's not yeah Uh, a shock rom is generally an exotic weapon. Uh, bladed disc. Yes, generally. Um, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Those are always cool. Um, exotic weapons and exotic armors are mm-hmm. fun. 
Without diving too much into that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just we, e- exotic yeah. forms yeah. are a good way to spice up the game and, like, specialize your character or find new and interesting things. Like, I mean, it could be chitin armor mm-hmm. made by fish people in the temple oh, yeah. you're descending yeah. into. Um, Perfect. There yeah. you go. <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, which leads into materials. Materials are a fun thing you can add. Yeah, they are. Especially to like a dragon's hoard, because like yeah, <laughs> a lot of a that. lot of wealth isn't just in gold and silver. No, not or at all. Or in paintings and statues and stuff right. like those are worth a lot. Yeah. Or in relics, which are also worth a lot. But like stacks of ingots of various metals, or special like planks made out of iron wood. Yeah. You know, could be worth a shit ton of money. Yeah. You can just come up with exotic materials. There is, I mean, just my brain thought the same thing for the dragon horn. Like, there could be so much in that, you know I mean, what I mean? And then you got the classic pictures that yeah. some, the artist drew that's like um, a bookworm and a jewel yeah. worm. And they have, like, weird <laughs> hordes and, like, one is just, like, laying in a pile of books. Which is another cool idea that's, like, not super equipment-y. No. Like, you can find a dragon horde that is literally nothing but historical tomes. <laughs> I'd see. I would love that one. That one I would love. Right. Um, <laughs> that one's mine. <laughs> but materials, like, you can sell them, but you could, you know, especially if you're a spellcaster. Yes. I mean, even like a druid, if you find like iron wood or some yeah. weird stone or some weird crystal, you could like you could really talk cool to the DM that. about yeah. how to like uh, make some extra effects in certain spells that you use it in. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of third edition books had suggestions on stuff like that like yeah uh, i know the draconomicon had suggestions on how to use like dragon's blood okay yeah as a component yeah, yeah. i know the book of vile darkness had vile spell components like if you like literally an 18 year old plus book but like you, <laughs> if you use a virgin's heart in spells you can get this bonus right. vile effect um but like um, I don't know, some electrified powder. <laughs> because with, why not? With shocking grasp. Yeah. <laughs> double the effect of shopping grasp. Just simple stuff you can include as a dungeon master in as loot. Which... You can include cool, exotic equipments that you can't... The players can't buy, but they'll yeah. enjoy. And really that you can't just acquire in any old little graveyard right. adventure or anything. You know what I mean? Like... There's some powerful shit. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy it. Do what or, you can with it. I mean, if you're clever, you could get, like, you know, the bones of what was a mummy. Or mummy wraps. Like, if yeah. you collect the wraps of a mummy you kill, sure, you can come up with something. Yeah. I mean, mummy rot is a dangerous disease. Don't play with it. Yeah, don't fuck with that. But, I mean, if you, you know, maybe burn those very carefully with the shirt over the yeah, nose just the shirt <laughs> uh you burn the mummy cloths after you kill it take that powder mm. you can poison all kinds of people with mummy rot yeah man such cool idea anything you know? can be equipment yeah yeah like we were mentioning before you can and then the really exotic use stuff. use your ability to think outside the box yes. to actually think outside the box and to you know this is this is a world to play in. I yes. do that. It's a sandbox. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sandbox of awesome possibilities. <laughs> and then the really exotic stuff. Yeah. Which you probably, as a DM, need to introduce via NPCs or villains. Yeah. Or 
monster groups. The one I showed you, my favorite. I was going to say, are you going to mention that? It's an exotic amount. Because I hope you do. <laughs> from the Arms and Equipment Guide from 3rd edition. Oh, it's 3rd. Yeah, not even 3.5. It's like, you know, I want to say 98, 99. Somewhere around 2000. It's got to be there, man. Come on. Use your eyeballs. 2003. Oh, nice. Awesome book. You could use them 5th edition easy. Or oh, Pathfinder. Yeah. Easy. I was thinking I mean, Pathfinder too. <laughs> like the magical item part is harder. The mechanics don't work quite the same way. But so like you couldn't use it in fourth edition. Mm-hmm. But like the mundane gear, the the fancy prices for fancy cheeses, fancy wines, fancy rations, uh, fancy gear, fancy materials, the idea for materials, like that's all completely translatable. <laughs> but there is one section that we have to If you mention. want to use a mount, I mean, cool, you get rust monster or, you know, like an axe beak. Ogre, right? An ogre. Like, yeah. if you convince an ogre to carry you, because I Baller. don't know what you did. I, I picture a little gnome. <laughs> Raising an ogre from a baby. Yeah, the baby an which mount. is bigger than him already. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's totally legit. Don't thinking, you roll your eyes. That's I was a great thinking, idea. like, orcs riding them. At you in battle, but okay. No, no. Little no. Uh, but gelatinous cube. Mount. It's so unreal. I read it and it's just ridiculously Basically, great. you get a necklace <laughs> that allows you to create this little magical pod of protection <laughs> inside the gelatinous cube that lets you basically, I don't know, magically prod. It's it. to, to a degree magically, but it basically says like... The cube, because you are in it, <laughs> you don't ride on top of it, you're in the cube. Yeah, you're in it. You're, you literally you put this necklace inside. on and climb into the gelatinous <laughs> like, cube. Like, not dangerous at all. You climb in it, and because you're in there, you basically ruined its sensory effects, so, like, it can't hunt like it normally does. So, you have to create vibrations like in one direction or another so to push it along quote unquote yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous <laughs> but <And> ingenious <laughs> also be forewarned because it does say it's not for the faint of heart which is very very true this mount is not for the faint of heart <laughs> you also basically it's for the insane <laughs> yes <laughs> you also not only like it takes you a full minute and a full a full minute to mount and a full minute to dismount. But it also states that you have to dismount at a speed faster than its moving speed, or its moving speed, or be consumed. <laughs> so, so don't don't let your mount eat you. <laughs> Basically, you need to find a material that you can build a rope that you can tie around your waist. To get your party to tie to a horse whenever you want to dismount. <laughs> right? Your party just slaps the horse on the ass. And you go, one, two, three. three. Dismount. <laughs> and then hope they also stop the horse really fast. Right, right. <laughs> Somebody better be riding the horse. Let's just state that out. <laughs> or mm. take that pulley. That's right. You attach it to the pulley so that you just get pulled up. The pulley that you got in the climber's kit. Yes. <laughs> And you get just a nice, like, quick-release yeah. harness. Like, it pulls you up, and then you release. But it's got to be at an angle, because if you just release above the gelatinous yeah. cube, you're just going right back in. Ah, fuck! These are the things you got to think about when you're using exotic equipment. 
and like, or mouths. Like a gelatinous cube for a mouth. <laughs> you know. Throwing that out there. Things. <laughs> yeah, things and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be... I love that shit. <laughs> I do. And, uh, I mean... It's, it would be so great to see. <laughs> it really would. Like, granted, it can go horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> Not for the DM? <laughs> Not for the DM. Player-wise, though. Oh. Watch your shit. <laughs> Here's what you do. Oh, I'm ready. Alright, so if... Like, I haven't reread that, so... The amulet protects you from the acid, basically, of the gelatinous cube, right? I don't think it's an actual amulet. I think it's the saddle itself has the protective, like... Okay. As far as I understand There's it. a barrier between you and the acid. Yes, because there has to be. <laughs> so One that, way or another. So, hey, you could throw an amulet in there for flavor. <laughs> that barrier would include if you, say, carried a 10-pound sack of baking soda on your person. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, dude. So, worst oh case scenario, God. if you get stuck <laughs> and your saddle fails or the amulet or whatever you're using. You can't get out. Something. Um, you're going to be okay because the acid will dissolve the sack and then the acid will react with the baking soda mm-hmm. like a uh, vinegar, vinegar volcano. Yeah. <laughs> shooting you out of the gelatinous cube. Pew! I mean, your mouth dies. But at least you don't die. And becomes a gigantic thing of foam. But you're safe. Yeah. I mean... Precautions, right? Well... uh, Non-traditional use of items. Cookies? No way. Gelatinous cube mount protection (laughs) program. (laughs) But you also... Airbags for your gelatinous cube. Yeah. But see, that's another thing you gotta think about. If you're getting shot in the air, I hope you survive the impact coming down. (laughs) Depending on how far you get shot out. Dual layer case, c- carrying case for the baking soda, right? Yeah. It's like one layer protects it and like keeps it in. Yeah. Okay. Until, yeah, yeah. until you know, accidents occur. Yeah. Until, until the, that point of no return. The other one uh-huh. is able to maintain like some of that foam mm. to create like a one-time use airbag. So like you shoot out with these like foam Pillows. Pillows, yeah. I mean, you just get one landing and they like sploosh out foam everywhere, but like. Yeah, there you see. All built in. Perfect. See, all right, so so we've we've done it for you. Many gnomes were lost in the testing. (laughs) And every gelatinous cube was hurt. (laughs) I mean, but there you go. Everybody, get get them out. We just solved that whole problem. (laughs) It's going to be up to you to convince your DM. (laughs) And to capture the gelatinous cube. Yes, yeah, that too. But you know what? You got that. Everybody, you know. I'm sure the stables will just charge a little bit extra. Just a tiny bit. No big deal. Don't worry about it. Since, you know, they just don't worry they about go him. towards vibrations <laughs> for their food. Oh, no. <laughs> but like, but do their senses turn back on after you dismount? Yes, because it's well, basically that's trouble. It, yeah, because it basically says like you're an organic matter that's still like you like you you've protected yourself. You're in this thing, so it doesn't understand. So its senses get all fucked up. It's so silly. It's the best, really. But you would definitely have to figure out not only, hey, if you're gonna do, uh, 
stables. Let's just say you try that. But also, like, camping in general. Like, are you just going to sleep in your cube? Because otherwise, like, all of its sensory come, sensory effects come back. And then, oh, yeah, by the campfire, guys. Um, yeah, it's like a hammock, right? You're just, like, chill. Just lean back. I mean, you're in a big thing of jello, right? <laughs> yeah, there ain't nothing just getting in there. To sleep. Actually, one of the best protections for when you're camping at night. Ain't nothing going to attack you. No. You can go through uh, five feet of acid to get to you. Right? Gel, gelatinous acid. So, you know, pros and cons. Pros and cons. I mean, there's a lot of pros. Can't <laughs> definitely. Th- I can't think of Definitely some cons. cons. <laughs> no, not a single con. Death. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's just number one. None of them. There are zero cons. God forbid that you are fast enough to get out of the... To dismount, but like some of your gear isn't and it falls out. That's lost and gone forever. All right, everyone. Take a little... Take a little online course in velocity. <laughs> there you go. You just tie a rope around yourself, tie it to a tree, tell the gelatinous cube to go. Once you hit the end of the rope, you are going faster via negative acceleration in the opposite direction. Technically true, a lot safer. <laughs> I mean, how you stop the gelatinous cube from turning around and eating you after you're out, in all of these scenarios, I really don't know. <laughs> to be honest. I mean, that's probably the the slowest personal method. You just make sure the gelatinous cube is faster than you by making sure you can't move. <laughs> yeah. You're, right? I mean, like, yeah. like you're faster in that direction than right. gelatinous cube because if you're... You're already, yeah. It's really velocity. It's not... No. Speed. Uh, just get really technical with the GM. I want, I want somebody to make this a thing. I really do. <laughs> make him kill your character. <laughs> so that you never do this again. I might just create a gnome at one point. Like, we'll just have to, like, fuck it. Let's do it. Oh, I'm creating an NPC that is going to have a spanner and a screwdriver. Yes! Dual wielded we a, talked about a dagger yeah. and a mace. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm working on it. I can't wait. <laughs> Non-traditional equipment. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. See, people? Everything. Everything Great is going to work out for you. <laughs> come up with ideas. That's really all it and is. And then run with them. <laughs> Look at equipment books and just come up with crazy slash genius. Depends on how it works out. Ideas. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the trial and error. That's really what so you It's know. a fine line. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Success means you're genius. Failure means you're crazy. No. Either failure, way you tried. Failure means you're one step closer to genius in my mind. <laughs> now that's a positive attitude. <laughs> I like where your head's at. Get, get it together, people. I like where your head's at. <laughs> Absolutely true. <laughs> Did you have anything else you wanted to add to the equipment um, combo? <laughs> covered basic gear. We covered mounts and such. Told some stories. Mm-hmm. Covered some of the more exotic equipment and or mounts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we talked about proficiencies. Yes, yeah. I important think, things. I think we've covered gear without going full uh, weapon and armor talk. Because that could be a whole nother episode. Yeah. Uh, magic items could be a whole nother episode. Intelligent mm-hmm. items could be a whole nother episode. But basic... Equipment mundane in yeah. air quotes yeah, equipment. finger quotes there <laughs> mostly mundane <laughs> equipment uh i think we've covered that yeah all right so that's just gonna wrap up this episode of uh, the untamed rant everybody yeah so be sure to check out our blog at thewanderingalchemist.com uh there you'll find previous episodes of the rant as long as i've updated the archive 
and our actual play podcasts. You can also check out the blog for tips, tricks, weekly articles, semi-weekly articles <laughs> on tabletop games and mostly general nerdiness, mostly tabletop games. <laughs> uh, also, we really love what we're doing and what we have done for you, and we hope that you actually like it and that you want to help support us. So if you are down for that, please become a uh, patron at www.patreon.com and search for The Wandering Alchemist. Uh, pledges from a dollar and up gives you early access to the podcast and the Cracks of the Rift book chapters based on our Pathfinder campaign. Uh, and as a patron, we will also send you a gift package, a introductory package, um, as well as you will be entered into exclusive giveaways. Um, and I think we'll also take this time to thank my co-host for being a patron, hey. as well as <laughs> Alex Keys and Nat Skinner for being patrons. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, and also, if you would like to contact us directly with questions, comments, or to let us know that you've actually found a gelatinous cube mount in any way, shape, or form in the real world. Take pictures that didn't happen. <laughs> Please use the contact information located in the notes for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you want you thinking want about pictures. that? I know, I do too. <laughs> um, as always, I am John Crowley, the Wandering Alchemist. <laughs> and I am Aaron Rowan, also known as the Untamed Scribe. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Untamed Rant. Bye, everybody. <laughs> See ya.